Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Find out about their upcoming DU Expo at duckexpo.com. And by the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources Hunter Education Program, dnr.wi.gov. I'm Dan Small. Today we'll talk with Eric Prince and find out what's going on up in Florence County this month. Range of Richfield President Jim Bobby Ash announces April classes and events at the range, and Bloomington, Minnesota guide Chris Heater invites ladies to explore their wild side on a wilderness canoe adventure. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, and you hear this feature every week at this time on Fox Sports 1070 AM and on our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. That might be on Lakelink or iHeartRadio or the new OutdoorNews.com podcast page. And joining us now is McFarland guide Ron Bearfield. Ron, welcome back, and thanks for joining us. Haven't talked to you for a while. It's been a while. I was in Tucson, Arizona for a while and uh, been uh, been guiding a lot the last couple of weeks or fishing a lot the last couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, it's been kind of tough to touch base. Yeah, it has, but I'm glad we caught you because I know you've been on some rivers. And tell us what you've been doing. Well, I've been on the Mississippi River a little bit. Uh, I was over there for a couple of days. Um, did pretty well. We caught a lot of fish, a lot of saugers and walleyes. Uh, the ice, of course, has is, is already started to move out of there and out of the sloughs, and uh, uh, the bite's been been pretty consistent, but they're expecting the water levels to start rising now. So then that, I think that will slow it down a little bit, uh, you know, with the snow runoff and everything from up north. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, but, uh, uh, you mentioned the Mississippi. I had to drive up the west shore of the Mississippi on Wednesday and back up to uh, Red Wing, and boy, there were thousands of swans. I, I'm assuming those are tundra swans. They were in all the I, backwaters. I believe so. Yeah, there. Uh, there's also a lot of canvasbacks over there right now in that open water. Big, big flocks of uh, canvasbacks. Uh huh. Well, that's a good uh, sign. That's great. Yeah, I think everything is, and the and of course the robins are back. They're oh, yeah. they're trying to. Walk. They're kind of wondering or walking around on the snow, you know, that we've had the last, it's, it's kind of gone now. Yeah, that snow was something. I had to go to Wanakee for the Muskie School last Saturday, <laughs> and then on to New Berlin for an event, and they got a foot of snow in both places. It was crazy. <laughs> no, we got a foot of snow here in McFarland. It was, uh, they were calling for three to five, and <laughs> And they got, they got a little more than they had planned on, I believe. Yeah, for sure. But the but, snow, uh, you know, the, the by the time I drove home, and I did make it over and back in one day, the, the roads were dry and clear. So uh, it was just a little dicey driving over, that's all. But that's... Uh, right, the morning, morning was the worst. Yeah, that's behind us now, I hope. So what are you finding? Um, let's see, you say you fished the Wisconsin River as well, right? I've been fishing in Wisconsin a lot, yes. It's been... Uh, just about every day, and it's um, uh, the the bite's been very good. That uh, Sauk City, the the bite has been. Uh, oh, you catch a lot of fish. You know they've got the 18 size limit, of course, on walleye and, and 15 on sauger. But um, you'll catch 100 fish, but you, you might only get one keeper or two keepers. You know you don't get very many. <laughs> wow. And uh, so it's it, it's a lot of fun. You catch a lot of fish, but uh, a lot of little guys. You know. Yeah. Well, so, what's what's going on with that? Uh, are they? Is this just a good year class coming through, or are people cropping them off when they hit the legal size? Yeah, they're cropped off. I'm sure that uh, if, if anybody catches a legal fish, he goes in the basket. You know, so mm-hmm. um, you know that that's where that slot is working really working well above the dam uh-huh. from from uh, from Sauk City Dam North on the Wisconsin. It's that you know you can keep uh, fifteen to uh, 19 and you know almost 20 inches uh, size fish, and then 20 to 28 you have to let go. Well, that's your prime, kind of your prime spawner. So yep. 
it only makes sense, you know, and, it, and it's working. I've noticed it, uh, like last fall, I'll use that as an example. I fished a lot in October, and I mean, I had over 400 walleyes on, uh, uh, on the Wisconsin River route from Lake Wisconsin all the way north up to Castle Rock, even Petenwell. And, uh, it, the, the, the swat limit's working very well. I mean, I had a lot of fish that I could have kept, uh, a lot of 15 to 18 inch fish, um, but a lot of, you know, up and coming 13 and 14 inch fish as well as with, you know, 20 to 28 inch fish mixed in. Yeah. So nice. it's work, it's working. They need to do something like that. I believe, uh, blow sock. I'd like to see him try something like that. Oh, that might help. Yeah. Uh, what are you catching them on? Is it jig and minnow or what? I well, you can catch them on the chicken and minnow. I've been using all pretty much, uh, plastic, um, oh, just a twister tail. I, purple's been a good color for me. Uh, purple with a little bit of a chartreuse tail if you can find them. Um, also blade baits have been working very well. The old sonars, the fish have been, uh, been really hitting those quite well. Um, and you're gonna find down there, you're gonna find fish from eight inches long or actually from, from seven inches, six inches long to, to, you know, 15 inches, uh, quite a few that size. And there's a lot of different year classes. So there's a, they must have had a pretty good spawn. You know, there's some that are even, I mean, I, I swear they're only five, six inches long. <laughs> wow. And they're hitting, they're hitting a great big bait, but, but, uh, there, uh, there's a lot of fish there, a lot of the year classes. So they did have a good hatch down there. All right. Sounds good. Are you catching any bass along with those or, or is it too early yeah. for bass? You know, down below the soft dam, I haven't caught any bass yet. A few catfish will hit it once in a while. You'll catch a catfish. Mm -hmm. um, but on Lake Wisconsin now the other day, um, I was fishing up off Tipperary Point, and that there's a trough in there. We we were getting some pretty decent saugers there, actually some 17, 18-inch saugers. Wow. And they were nice. They were really full of spawn. You know, you could just tell they were chunks. Yeah. And uh, we let them... We let them go. We didn't. We didn't take them. But um, I did catch some smallmouth there in one spot. There's a 19 foot hole. Um, it was probably 15, 16 feet around it, and you'd get in that hole, and just about every time you'd catch a smallmouth bass. Uh, didn't have any real big ones, but uh, it was a lot of fun just catching a few of them. Oh, bad. Yeah. Well, how about trout fishing? You you did some of that earlier in the year, right? I did. Um, the trout fishing was, I fished Castle Rock Stream and the Blue River, um, and, and the bite was really pretty darn good. Uh, I was catching on woolly boogers and things like that with a fly rod, but mm -hmm. uh, they would have hit spinners, I'm sure, as well. You know, guys that like to spin fish. Um, but the trout uh, were averaging anywhere from, I didn't get any really big fish, but I caught quite a few fish in that 10 inch class to, Oh, maybe 15, 16 inches, probably the biggest I had, but, um, there was a, a quite a few fish in the hole, so that catch and release program, it, it it's working there as well, oh. I, I think, because there was a lot of fish. Uh huh. That's good. But no big ones. No real big ones. No, probably 16 inches about the biggest I had, I think. No, that's a good uh, I didn't, I didn't measure them, but I would say probably pretty close to that. That's a good size trout. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, was, it was fun. I understand you've got a seminar coming up later in April at DNS Bait. I do. It's at 7 p.m. on the 27th of April um, in the evening. Um, I've put together a little PowerPoint right now uh, to put to put together for there. Um, it's going to be on the Wisconsin River. Is what I'm what I'm going to be talking about, and some. Kind of uh, unorthodox uh, methods to catch some walleyes and uh, some things that I've been doing in the past couple years and uh, just something out of the ordinary, you know, uh, techniques out of the ordinary, I guess is what you'd call it. Uh, a lot of it's going to be uh, on plastics and how I'm fishing them and uh, some, actually some techniques that I use for bass that are really working well on the walleyes. So, okay, well, that's good. Uh, should be an interesting evening. Yeah, it sounds like it. Now, you're not going to talk about pulling flies, are you? No, not going to talk about that, but uh, that can be done. I did pull some flies uh, last week on Lake Wisconsin, and I caught some fish, but they were, I caught some small saugers. It seemed like the saugers were really liking that fly, but, um, so I, I didn't, I can't say I just tore them up on flies, but yeah. uh, they do work. 
there's a time when you you know you can really tear them up with it. Yeah, I know they do well on the Fox and the Wolf River over there uh, toward Winnicani and Oshkosh. That's uh, when they spawn. You know, another couple of weeks right. probably. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, it is actually a, a real good bait on Lake Wisconsin uh, fishing those flies on a jig head or behind a jig head, I should say, uh-huh. with um, like a three-way rig almost, and ca- and casting them for white bass. Yep. The white bass, the white bass love them. Yep. Well, Ron, we're going to let you go, and we will catch up again maybe uh, once the walleye spawn is going strong, and, uh, and and white bass, that's always fun, too. So thanks. Yeah, it won't be long. We'll be chasing those turkeys, too. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. We're going to talk <laughs> about turkeys. Yeah, so. All right, well, thank you, and good luck the rest of um, the next couple of weeks until we talk to you again. Well, thank you, Dan. You bet. Ron Bearfield with the Madison Report on Fox Sports 1070 AM and our podcast wherever you get your podcast. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named best personal injury law firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every single month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. And the firm of Hupe and Abraham has paid thousands of dollars in rewards to help solve crimes in the Milwaukee area and southeast Wisconsin. Michael Hupe is the president of Milwaukee Crime Stoppers, and he's still offering, get this, a $25,000 reward for the next anonymous tip that solves a homicide case. So if you've got a hot tip on such a case, visit MilwaukeeCrimestoppers.com. Well, joining me from Wisconsin Rapids, back home from two back-to-back walleye tournaments in Spring Valley, Illinois, Jeff Kelm. Jeff, welcome back. I guess you're settled in now. Been home yeah, for a few yeah. days? Yeah, home for, for a little while. Uh, you know, it's we kick off the season here with these two events, this Masters Walleye Circuit and, and National Walleye Tour, and then, then I've got a little bit of a break again before we go back into another Masters Walleye Circuit. Then the season really gets to roll by the end of April into May. Yeah, well, this is the kickoff, and you have done this now for years at Spring Valley. That's on the Illinois River, right? Yep, Illinois River, about north-central Illinois, uh, right in between Ottawa and Peoria. All right, right in Silver Carp country. Yes, absolutely, yeah, plenty of them around there. Yeah, well, we talked about the Masters Walleye Circuit event last week, and we caught you in the middle of the NWT event. How did that one turn out? Yeah, so that one, uh, you know, Dan, there is something special about that river and uh, and one of these locals there. So that ended up being won by J.J. DiBernardi, who won the Masters Walleye Circuit event last year uh, after his partner Mike Hansen passed away from COVID-19. Uh, and uh, he won this year's very first National Walleye Tour event. Um, he was third place after day one. And his first cast of the second day, he caught probably the biggest walleye I've seen personally come out of the uh, the Illinois River. About uh, uh, I would say it probably was in that eight low eight range, eight pound range, um, that just uh, solidified a nice three fish bag for him for his final day, uh, giving him twenty three pounds and three ounces enough to take the win and win somewhere in the eighty six thousand dollar range when it comes to the boat and the cash. Not a bad first cast. Not a bad first cast. And, you know, again, it was just special to see a guy like him uh, come out against a lot of these pros. J.J. is, is I wouldn't say he's the furthest away from a pro. He he is respectable and humble and just the the, the type of guy you can't help but cheer for. Uh, but he's not the one out there doing this all the time. I mean, he... Yeah. Uh, two days later, he's back at work trying to answer phone calls from press and stuff like that, yeah. you know, at, at work. You know, that's that's his that's his humble uh, place. And so um, it was just really neat to see him see him win this big event. 
Well, there's a lot to be said for being a local and fishing your home waters. Um, you don't always win, but you've got a, at least a leg up because you know what should be happening. Yeah, and that was really the case. There was so much change in the system that uh, even though you've got some of the best walleye anglers that, that do adapt quickly out on the water, there was just a couple of elements that were just a little off for everybody each day. And even for J.J., he admitted his second day, if it wasn't for that one fish, he would have really struggled. He only had yeah. three versus five. Yeah. Um, but he, he did make, you know, obviously he made a very good cast to where he felt fish were going to be, and that's all you needed. And sometimes, you know, whether you call it, you know, rather be lucky than good or whatever it may be, um, he, he knew to, to at least try that venue, try that area and uh, and go from there, whereas some of the other, you know, pros wandered right past it. There you go. Yep. Well, you are the director of these tournaments. It sounds impressive, but what does that title and the job, what, are that, what does that it's entail? professional cat herder, Dan. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, so, uh, you know, a lot of my role um, is, uh, it's a, probably a 50-50 uh, at the event and away from the event. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of the backside permitting, uh, logistics management type stuff for the events, making sure we have staff filling positions, we have volunteers filling positions, things of that nature. And then when we get on site, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm directing traffic. I mean, the director title is probably about as, as clean cut as it gets, you know, telling so and so to be somewhere at a certain time and making sure the anglers understand the rules and, and if there's a rules question or infraction, uh, taking care of that, handling that. Uh, whether it be through investigative purposes or, uh, or otherwise, uh, uh, you know, I try not to come down with a, with an iron fist, but, uh, uh, you know, there, there are those uh, decisions to be made at times. And so those, those all fall to me. And, um, I still get to play the role of MC, which is really the, the fun part of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, not, not every tournament director gets to, to have that portion on their plate. Uh, and even though it can weigh heavy when, when I know there's, you know, a, a fire in the background and, and I'm not able to step off the stage and take care of it, uh, that's where the delegation comes in where, where I put the right people in, in place that are able to handle those things. And, uh, and I get to have some fun with the anglers up on the stage. I think it builds a really nice rapport with them. Um, and I think they, they respect me for it. And, you know, I really enjoy doing it for both Masters Walleye Circuit and now the National Walleye Tour. Yeah, and you recently posted on Facebook, this is your fifth anniversary doing this, I think. Yeah, yeah. So this is fifth anniversary, uh, sixth season being able to do this. This is, uh, you know, this is, is so much fun to, to, to think back. And, like, I went to Spring Valley in 2017 just because I needed a job at the time. <laughs> I had the time free, and I thought I was just going to be bumping fish when I was first uh, hired on. I mean, I had a fancy title of field event manager, which really just meant that you need to do all the physical work to set everything up. You know, you, yeah. you haul the tanks out and, you know, put the flags in the ground and all that. Uh, but, uh, but it quickly realized that, that I had skills that were able to, uh, fill other roles and, um, you know, just kind of grew from there. It, it's really one of those positions where, um, <clears throat> where I think back and think like, I never necessarily, I, I never had a dream that I was going to be, uh, necessarily on stage for a fishing tournament, but mm-hmm. I never gave up on the idea of like being involved in the fishing industry in some form or fashion. Growing up watching you on television, watching others on In Fisherman on Saturday mornings and sure. stuff like that, you know, thinking, man, I, I'd, I'd love to fish for a living or do something like that yeah. for a living. Yeah. And, and this just, you know, rolled into it and all of it is through networking and, and, you know, proximity principle, being in the right places at the right time, knowing the right people, taking those steps forward to, you know, getting even just getting to know you, Dan. I mean, having that connection, uh, you know, sending an email, a random email back years and years ago. Yeah, I remember uh, that, yeah. You know, ends up, uh, who knows? So, you know, for anybody listening, you know, young folks listening, even, even folks that are maybe looking for an encore career, you know, take that opportunity, send that email, send that, you know, Facebook message or whatever, Instagram message and, and reach out to somebody that you, 
you know, that inspires you or whatnot. And you really never know where that's going to go. There's a lot of great opportunities out there that maybe aren't as traditional as, as, as you see in the forefront, but, uh, but they're out there. They certainly are. And uh, folks listening, Jeff's been in this industry now for about 20 years. And, you know, he's the guy to contact now for opportunities. So uh, <laughs> reach out to him on Facebook. Well, gosh, this was also spring break week for you and your kids. I bet you got out a little bit anyway. Yeah. 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 I had a little bit of time to uh, to get out and enjoy, uh, enjoy the uh, the time with them. And it's totally different, Dan, because I do do most of my work from home. Having them come home, it's like they're invading my space, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, but it's been good, you know. They've it's nice to be able to see them relax and cut loose a little bit, and they've been on their bikes quite a bit and running around outside. And I think today they both grabbed some harmonicas and were having a concert out in the backyard or whatnot. Oh, cool. to, stayed plenty far away from that one. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, it's been quieter here uh, other than last Saturday when I drove to Wanakee for the Capital City Chapter of Muskie's Inc. Muskie School and then on to New Berlin for the Milwaukee Chapter Great Lakes Sport Fisherman Open House at the New Berlin Ale House and New Berlin Bowl. I did both events in one day. Timing was perfect, Jeff. I hit that storm, the peak of it, that dumped a foot of snow on both locations and made it there okay, dodging mm-hmm. a few cars in the ditch. And there was still a pretty good turnout at both of them. I was, I was really surprised. And uh, and then the roads were clear and dry on the way home, which was nice. There you go. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I saw, I took some of the back roads coming home. I didn't count them, but I must have seen a hundred deer in the corn and soybean stubble. I'm wondering mm-hmm. what the heck are they eating? There can't be that much waste grain left after a winter and turkeys and everybody else out there after it yeah i don't know dan i I see it too all the time i i I mean i know the the modern farming practices are pretty efficient but uh there must be something out there that draws them yep they're out there in the fields for sure not seeing turkeys but i'm getting ready for turkey season i got four permits for different seasons and i imagine you're looking forward to it too Yep, I've got a couple already, and probably we'll pick up a few more before uh, we get too too deep into the seasons. And we will talk about that, folks, coming up on a future show. But coming up right now, Jim Bobbyash announces April classes and events at the Range of Richfield. Eric Prince tells us what's happening up in Florence County this month. And adventure outfitter Chris Heater tells us about two canoe trips she has planned for this summer. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Step outside, let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Introducing the all-new OutdoorNews.com, the most trusted source for all things out of doors in the Great Lakes region just got better. At OutdoorNews.com, you'll now have full access to every outdoor news story, breaking news and updates, our comprehensive fishing and hunting reports, pro tips, and much more for our seven-state region and beyond. Top hunters and anglers look to Outdoor News to keep them up to date and ahead of the crowd. Now it's easier than ever with the all-new OutdoorNews.com. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargo Max, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888 join rgs 
Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Florence County, Wisconsin invites you to explore thousands of acres of county, state, and national forest lands, plus wild rivers, ATV, UTV trails, and much more. You can learn all about it at exploreflorencecounty.com. And joining us now once again is the Director of Florence County Economic Development, Eric Prince. Well, Eric, welcome back and thanks for joining us again. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. You bet. Say, I uh, understand you've moved into your new digs. Are you settled now? Not quite. We're in the process. The place that we're in now is about six and a half miles, so it's not too bad. But I've been making some runs the last week. We're hoping to be in there within the next couple of weeks. So pretty excited about being on the water and being able to give you some updated fishing information. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. And I understand you've got quite the dock there. Yes, sir. It's <laughs> on Patton Lake. It's about 200 feet long. Uh, looking forward to the thaw and seeing the condition and, and all that stuff. So yeah, I'll bet. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. A lot of fun. Well, speaking of thaw, I mean, it is spring and things are changing all around the state, but what's going on up there in Florence County that our listeners might be interested in? I just had a conversation this morning with a gentleman who runs our ski hill and he's looking to keep it open this weekend you know we still have some cold weather at night and we have a ton of snow at Kai's Peak and we're expecting to potentially get more this weekend now the trails aren't open as of March 31st snowmobile trails are closed they're not going to groom they're going to let them dry out so that the groomers can then get out there and get ready for the UTV ATV season. Sure. So I'm really looking forward to that today it was it'll be in the 40s or whatever you know a little bit chillier at night I talked with Forestry and Parks, and, and they're certainly getting ready for the thaw, and they're getting ready with the campgrounds and all that. So I have a few updates if you want me to share them. You bet. With Florence County Forestry and Parks, boat landing stickers are, are available for purchase at 25 bucks. Once the ice is off the lakes and the docks are put in, there are daily fees of $3 that will be required. So that's at the boat landings. We have four pavilions that are located around the county, West Bass Lake Park, Lake Emily Park, Kaiser Lake Park and Tipler ATV Trailhead, and those are available for reservation for 25 bucks. You can call the office over there. The number is 715-528-3207. Again, that's 715-528-3207. Now, those will be entered into our new online reservation system, which they're hoping to have in place by sometime in May. We do have two campgrounds, Lake Emily and West Bass Lake, which are going to be open for online registrations. What they're trying to do is move away from the first-come, first-served system. People can plan their trips accordingly. So please keep an eye out on the county website, and that's where the link will be for planning your camping trip. Kai's Peak Ski Lodge is available for rent for weddings and other parties, and it's the same phone number at Parks and Forestry. And as for waterfalls, you and I talked about this the other day. Yeah. You asked me about the waterfalls, so I talked to Pat, and he said that LaSalle Falls, Jennings, and one of the Bulls Falls, the one off of West River Road, those should be accessible. The other four, probably not a good idea because the roads are pretty soft and not plowed. So if you're looking to get out and check out some of the falls, check out LaSalle Falls, Jennings, or Bulls Falls, which is off of West River Road. He did mention forestry-related that one of the things that he wanted me to know, it's oak wilt season, which is coming. Don't prune or damage your oaks on your property because that can result in losing some of your trees and potentially spreading onto neighboring properties. So he wanted me to call that out, too. I know you can prune oaks at a certain time of year, but spring is not the right time. That's my understanding, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then once the snow is melted, we do have a disc golf course up at Kai's Peak. 
and the steps that go up and down, people exercise, that's all going to be open. Looking forward to a lot of people, especially around here, are looking forward to getting out, that's for sure. And today is April 1st, so get out there and get your licenses, and we have an early inland trout that goes through May 5th. Yep. And then general starts on the 6th, and then large and small boat bass are catching a release right now. And then hunting, we have a spring turkey youth hunt. I know we've talked about that a couple times on April 15th and 16th. And then Florence zone 5 and 7, period A, is uh, April 19th to 25th. Those are a couple of things that are happening as we come through that lull that you and I have chatted about. Yeah, it's a lull for people who are used to winter fun or summer fun, but boy, there's sure a lot to do during what the tourist industry tends to call the shoulder season. You know, it's not summer and it's not spring, but there's a lot going on. Anything else you want to share? I try to keep our Facebook page and Explore Florence County all updated so that people can find the, the latest stuff. And if they have any questions... They can always reach out to me via email or my phone number, which is 715-528-3294, 715-528-3294. Or you can email me at eprince, that's E-P-R-I-N-T-Z, at florencecountywi.gov. Sounds good. Eric, thanks so much for sharing all that information. We will send folks to your website, as always, and hope that folks come and explore Florence County. Lots going on. I hope so, too. All right. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Dan. You bet. Eric Prince is the director of Florence County Economic Development. As we mentioned, you can learn all about what's going on in Florence County at exploreflorencecounty.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Range of Richfield is your ultimate shooting experience. It's located on Helson Drive, which is just north of the Richfield Cabela's store, right where highways 41 and 45 split. And you can find them online as well at therangewi.com. Joining us once again for our monthly chat about what's going on at the range is Range of Richfield President Jim Bobbyash. Well, Jim, welcome back and thanks for joining us again. Hi, Dan. It's always great to have a chance to chat with you and talk about what's going on at the range and you and I catching up a little bit, so I always look forward to this. I do, too, and my goodness, spring has sprung, and <laughs> uh, we always say, where did the last month go? March is in the rearview mirror, but you had a number of things going on in March, including the sports show in Milwaukee. Yes, I was really pleased what happened at the sports show. We had some kind of funky weather with some snow on uh Thursday night into Friday, yeah. but uh, the people came in uh, on Saturday, and we talked to a lot of folks about our safes and a lot of real interest, which is awesome. So uh, I'm, I actually signed up again for next year. Good for so you. I'm, I'm pleased with it. So yeah, you're right. March was a, a great time. In, in addition to the sports show, we had our Operation Finally Home fundraiser, and that was a huge success. We had well over 100 folks coming in and enjoying some shooting, some eating, some drinking. We had auctions and prizes. This is a great cause. And be sure to watch for it next year and try to be a part of it if you can. All right. How about your consignment guns? Uh, You started that, gosh, it's probably been a year or so, hasn't it? Very, very good. It started in April of last year. Oh, yeah. great. Our consignment program is going strong, and we continue to get a variety of slightly used guns that we are offering at great pricing. So if you're looking to buy, sell, trade, or even consign, be sure to stop in and chat with Brian. Not only that, but we also have a great selection of new guns, and we've switched up the guns in our rental program. So now we have most of the newer and more popular guns on display in the rental, which gives you a chance to try before you buy. All right. Some fit you different. Some you don't like the sight picture. Some you like the trigger pull or you don't. You know, and it's funny because we usually start off with just trying to fit a gun to someone's hand. Yeah. And then after we find that out, then we pull guns out that have that match. And then we talk about the different calibers and whether it's a revolver, whether it's a semi-automatic or what have you, and try to go from there. So it's a great way to buy. Yeah, and it's essentially custom fitting. It's like trying on a new suit. 
Yes, it is. Absolutely. The reason we have so many guns in our, our used gun department is because people didn't do that up front. Ah, uh, yes, you yes, know, yes. they just uh, talk to somebody and say, hey, you got to get one of these. They're really good. And you get it, you pull the trigger and go, that's not what I want. Guns, I have personalities. And you got to take some time to learn it and really understand it because, you know, it's not a doorstop. You're going to need to use it someday. So get friendly with it. Yep. <laughs> good advice. Well, what have you got going on in April now? We have lots of stuff. On Good Friday and Saturday, we'll be offering a free Easter target with each lane rented. Now, wait wait a minute. Are we going to be shooting at an Easter bunny? <laughs> no, just eggs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no bunnies. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our, our couples league will start on April 27th and run for six weeks until June 1st, and it'll run from 6 to 7.30. The cost is $100 for members and 125 for non-members. This was a real popular thing last year, and that's why we decided to bring it back. So if you and your wife or significant other are looking for a date night and then do a little dinner afterwards, come on, stop in it. It's really a lot of fun. All right. Ladies' night, that's always it, popular. It really has turned out to be that way. And ladies' night is on Wednesday, April 26th, and we'll run from 6 until 8. This session is focusing on what to practice and tips for training. The instructors talk to the ladies and find out what they're interested in, what they need, what are their desires, and then we try to target the class according to that. They really like that interaction and the fact that they can kind of design a class around what they would like instead of just what we would like. Good. And speaking of classes, what else have you got? Well, our Wisconsin Concealed Carry class is on April 11th. Our first shots, which is an introduction to shooting, is on April 5th. Shooting on the move and from cover is Thursday, April 13th from 6 until 8. On uh, April 8th, we have our last IDPA shoot until October. So we still have one left, and if you are interested, you know, jump online or call the range for additional information. We will be doing it again next year. We had great turnout this year, so I think it's going to be a permanent thing here at the range. Oh, good. And I imagine you have some safes, even though you sold some through the sports show. Oh, yes. We still have a great selection. I don't have every model on site, but we do have the more popular ones. I have at least 20 on the on the showroom floor and at least 40 in the warehouse. And the real good news is that if you want a special order of safe, I can typically get it here within 45 to 60 days. Last year at this time, we were looking at three, four months. Mm. So th things have really changed. Yeah, well, that's good. And you got specials with some of these safes as well. Yes, we do. We have some really great specials coming up. Today through the 15th, the Colonial 50 Textured Bronze will be priced at $28.99, a savings of $400. The Fat Boy Junior, which is another great safe, is a Textured Bronze, and we're pricing that as $24.99, and that's a savings of $300. And, of course, the Centurion 24, and again, Textured Bronze is $9.99, a savings of $300. This is a, a kind of a Liberty promotion, and it'll get a lot of advertising. So if somebody's interested in any of those safes, please take a look. Okay. And then you've got some other specials as well, right? Yes, we do. We have several here. From April 15th to the 20th, you can get a free deluxe bundle. Now, a deluxe bundle is an outlet light kit and dehumidifier rod. It's free if you buy whatever safe. And that's about $170 value. Hmm. So that, that's kind of a good deal. And I'll tell you something, having the outlet lights and dehumidifier in your safe is something that most people wish they would have done if they hadn't because it, it becomes very handy. We also have a, uh, a Centurion textured black sale. So these are all Centurions that are textured black. We have a Centurion 24 for only $8.99, saving $400. A Centurion 18 for $7.99, save $200. And a Centurion 12 for only $6.99, another $200 savings. So this will run from April 20th through May 1st. Wow, lots of ways to save money. You've got one more, though, right? Well, I have one more, yes. What we decided to do is we want to pay your sales tax. Okay. Everybody complains about paying 5.5%. Yeah. So purchase any Franklin through Presidential Safe, and we will discount the price by 5.5%, which would be the amount of your tax. This is kind of a good deal. 5.5% off any of these safes is you know, it's a considerable amount of money. It's well worth it, and it's a great deal. So... Be sure to come in and take advantage of these tax savings offer and all the other ones we have here. I've got a lot of safes, and I want to move them. So that's why we've done this. All right. And then your leagues are done for now, but they start up in fall again, right? Absolutely. We had a record turnout, and everybody had a great time with our men's pistol league and the AR league and our women's shooting league. It's a tremendous success. I just can't believe that these girls are having such a good time, and everybody's looking forward to the fall leagues coming up. And another, the Bullseye League, my goodness, we had over 80 shooters come.
coming in and shooting, and they just loved it. So we are going to do it again next year, and then we're going to have a modified bullseye league starting up this summer. So if you have any interest in that, you know, please watch for details or come on in and, and talk to us about it. There's some great shooting opportunities. I guess. Wow. And then, of course, Easter you'll be closed, but otherwise regular hours, right? Yes, yes. We will be closed on Sunday to be with everybody uh, on Easter Sunday. Okay. And I don't have to be in the market for a gun or interested in a league if I just want to learn more about guns or talk shooting. You're there. Absolutely. And again, I have some really wonderful folks that help me out here, and they know a lot about guns. And if you have any interest in new guns or old guns, Brian is our old gun expert. We can help you out. We love to talk about guns. Come on in, and we'll be happy to share whatever we know. All right. Well, Jim, thanks again for an update. Gosh, always a lot going on there at the range, and it's good to hear about it early in the month so people can take advantage. So thank you much, and we'll talk to you again in about four weeks. Yep, great. I look forward to it, Dan. Thank you. You bet. Jim Bobby Ash is the president of the Range of Richfield. They are located on Helson Drive. That's just north of the Richfield Cabela's store. And you can find them online and learn all about the things that we talked about, if you weren't taking notes here, at therangewi.com. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, right after this. Attention future hunters, hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the ruffed grouse and American woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargo Max, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers where the rubber meets the road. Introducing the all-new OutdoorNews.com. The most trusted source for all things out of doors in the Great Lakes region just got better. At OutdoorNews.com, you'll now have full access to every outdoor news story, breaking news and updates, our comprehensive fishing and hunting reports, pro tips, and much more for our seven-state region and beyond. Top hunters and anglers look to Outdoor News to keep them up to date and ahead of the crowd. Now it's easier than ever with the all-new OutdoorNews.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Joining me now is Chris Heater. She's been on the show before, but it's been a while. She's a wilderness guide, a leadership speaker, a poet, and the founder of the Wild Institute. And we're going to find out what that is and what she does. Her website is thewildinstitute.com. And she joins us now from Bloomington, Minnesota. Chris, thanks for joining us, and welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network. Hey, thanks, Dan. It's always good to talk with you. Yeah, you haven't been on the show for a while. I've added a few stations. I've even got a couple of Minnesota stations. And, of course, this is available as a podcast, so... 
who knows how many people are listening and where they might be there. They could be all over the world for that matter. Look at you go. Yeah. So <laughs> speaking of going, your website shares a lot, a lot of information about you and your programs and your trips. And there's a lot to unpack here, but let's start with what you call living sustainably. This resonates with me, and I think you take it up a notch from the level that we are practicing here in southwest Wisconsin. What does it mean to you? It's at the heart, right? It's where we live. It's our home. So to me, it's just always mattered to take care of it as best I can. And I think our approach to sustainability, the assumption is shame, like we're never doing enough. I never feel like I'm doing enough. But I think the point is, what's the next step? What's the next thing we can do? So for me, when I bought my home in Bloomington, we did all the rebuild and reconstruction where they would, instead of just throwing things out, if you crush it, you can take some of the sheetrock and stuff and get it recycled. So we tried to do as much as we could there. And I heat with wood. I put in a masonry wood stove. So it's got two inches of fire brick and then six inches of stone. So you do one big hot fire and then it radiates all day instead of having to keep feeding it. And I grow organic things in my garden, all that stuff. I also love now there's a chance to do community solar. I don't know if that's available where you live, but for people listening, it's great to check that out because all you do is sign something. It's sort of magical. And you go from your regular power grid through a community solar garden. And far more often than not, I'm ending up giving power back because I try not to use too much. So there's just lots of things we can do. But I think the most important thing is what's the next step. And I'm using that also, I should say, as a speaker, I feel very culpable in that industry because conferences, lots of everybody travels, most of us fly, all that kind of stuff, and then there's a lot of waste and all these things, bottled water, all those things that drive me nuts. So I'm about to start a program, I'm working on it right now, probably called Sustainable Speaking, and what I'm going to do is offer a percentage back of my speaking fee to the planners if they will use that money towards sustainable practices at the conference in which I'm speaking. You can step in there at any level, whether that's, like I said, going to glasses instead of bottled water, maybe it's a food give back, maybe it's composting. There's just a thousand different ways to step in wherever you're ready and able to learn and try. I really admire that. I go to occasional conferences, uh, fewer now that I'm older and after COVID things kind of slow down, but uh, I'm always... sadly impressed in a negative way by the waste at at venues and events and, you know, whether it's uh, styrofoam cups or plastic forks or whatever it is, you know, and those are little things, but they add up, they pile up. And, you know, like you, we heat with wood, but gosh, we, we really, we have a wood cook stove, so it doubles as, you know, heating heating and cooking, but they are terribly inefficient compared yeah. to a masonry stove. I mean, this concept of one fire and then it keeps you warm all day, that would be nice. I've got to feed this thing about every hour, and that's even with oak. Well, gosh, let's move on to what you do. Now, you call your business the Wild Institute. What does be wild mean? And you talk about being wild, so what does that mean to you? Yeah, that's just been the through line for me in all of my years of my business and probably before as well. But wild to me is just who you are at your core. There's nothing to fix or improve or try to make better. It's just you. It's underneath the roles that you play, all those things. It's just you, beautiful, messy, natural you. So being wild would mean having the courage to bring the gift of all of who you are to all of what you do. And so I apply that. For sure, in my speaking, whether it's wild leadership or wild teamwork or uh, diversity inclusion or wild culture, that's sort of a catch-all for me. But the premise is, if we were to show up sharing and being a little bit more who we are, I mean, imagine what would be possible if we weren't trying to pretzel ourselves into roles that may or may not fit us very well. Because to me, it just opens up possibilities around sustainability and everything else. And then, of course, the wilderness trips or where they all come together, where we really go with the intention of just being in the wild and being surrounded by it and celebrating it in each other. Now, we could go deeper into Be Wild and uh, get into some philosophy, but (laughs) we don't have time for that. But it it reminds me of um, Be Yourself and Be Here Now. Uh, You are talking about that, but let's talk about your trips. You've got a couple of trips coming up this summer. You do dog sledding trips in the winter and canoeing trips in the summer, mainly for women. But you've got two planned that I'd like you to talk about. Uh, So tell us about those. 
Yeah, I'd love to. Coming up first in July is the Namakagan River, which is in your state. Yes. It joins with the St. Croix and eventually winds up in Minnesota, but that's a three-night, four-day trip that's um, pretty easy canoeing. We go with the flow of the river, and then there's a couple of, I call it faster currents, not big enough to be called white water, but even if you've never canoed before, by the time we get to that section, we'll have taught you how to play with it. It's not a fearful thing. It's just fun to learn how to read a few of those rocks and just look for the V's and all that. So it's really sweet. It's, it's been designated a wild and scenic river, so there's no houses, nothing on it. It's just beautiful and sweet and not very wide, mostly sandy bottom. And the campsites all have picnic tables, so it's pretty comfy, really, as far as camping goes, and relative flat tent sites. So we go and paddle for a few days and just just love being there and enjoying getting to be together. I always talk about on wild trips, you connect more with yourself, with each other, and then with this beautiful place. All right, and that's one of my favorite rivers. I haven't spent a lot of time yeah. on it, but you're right. It is a an easy paddle. It's a, it's a great beginner or intermediate paddler's river. But then you're going to the boundary waters, right? Yep, that's also toward the end of July. And that one, we're limited to nine people just based on the permits and how many people you can bring. And that steps it up a notch if you're familiar with the area. Gorgeous boreal forest and big hunks of granite. Really beautiful sort of classic canoe country and loons singing and gorgeous sunrises and sunsets. This one brings in portaging where you're carrying your canoes and your gear over land to get to the next body of water. So it's a little bit more strenuous, but very doable by a lot of people. And then, yeah, camping, and then you kind of take away the picnic tables, and the tent sites are maybe not quite as flat, but there's a reason it's known internationally for its beauty and just rawness of it, right? Because there's only 20 lakes in the entire park where motors are allowed, so you're just really in a quiet, beautiful space. You can see a million stars. I just love getting to take people there. Yes, I have been there a number of times, and I know a lot of our listeners have been there as well. I have friends who make annual camping trips there and they have yep. they have routes that they uh, that they have done for years and try to get the same camping spots and well who are your attendees who takes these who who signs up for these trips mm, that's a great question i do trips primarily for women i always have just because it seems at least when i started which honestly was 40 years ago guiding trips at this point but when i started the concept of women being out in the wilderness all by themselves was this radical notion and i think hopefully that's less so now but i always wanted to make sure that women also had a chance to be out and exploring and trying everything and the few mixed gender trips i've done i felt like i spent all my time trying to encourage the women to carry the canoes and the guys to cook you know just to yeah. mix it up a little bit if it's all women then we just figure it out and then there's less time having to fuss about that and just getting to enjoy it and try new things and so I've always loved doing women's trips for that reason and just I think women naturally are drawn to forming community and so even in a week's time or even four days real deep friendships happen and real deep conversations and sharing and raucous belly laughs all of it happens so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's always been a lot of fun for me to get to guide in, in that context are there prerequisites for someone who might want to sign up for a trip? Well, the hardest part, honestly, is getting in because I used to guide between 12 to 15 trips a year. Now, I'm really only doing a few so that I can preserve my calendar for speaking and preserve my body to keep doing this. <laughs> so the prerequisites would really, it isn't so much that you need prior canoe experience, it's the desire to go. Uh-huh this hope to waken up something in you, your wild spirit, if you will, because you can learn the skills. And you want to be in moderately good shape just so you can have more fun. If you're so sore from the first day, it will be less fun. So I often say that women use the trip, they look forward to it, and part of it is to start to get in shape a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because they are physical, but it's fun. It's so fun to be tired physically at the end of the day instead of just mentally or emotionally. Yep. Well, folks can sign up on your website, correct? Well, they can get information from me. I don't even list the dates on my website because, like I said, since I do so few trips, they would be kind of inundated. So it would be reaching out. You go to the website and the Contact Us page and then just email me and we'll get you started with the information and go from there. Very good. Well, Chris, I want to thank you so much for 
telling us about your programs and your institute and your mission. I guess I could call it a mission. And I wish you the best of luck in uh, your trips this year, and we'll keep in touch. We'll maybe talk again late fall and talk about some of your winter trips. That would be lovely. Thanks so much, Dan, and congratulations for being at this for so long, and I know your listeners appreciate you just being a steady voice advocating for wild places, be that hunting, camping, hiking, whatever, but it's so important to be reminded of that, so I appreciate what you do. Well, thank you, and that's why we keep doing it. I'm sure you have the same motivation. Yep. Chris Heater is the founder and the owner of the Wild Institute, and that's where you can find out more and contact her to learn more about these trips and possibly sign up for one. It's thewildinstitute.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Attention future hunters. Hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And folks at Cedar Lake Sales are gearing up for their Launch into summer event April 3rd through the 8th with uh, seminars on Saturday, April 8th. And Coast Guard uh, personnel uh, will be on hand on May 13th for boat safety checks. Lots of stuff going on at Cedar Lake. Check out their uh, Facebook page for details. We're also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Find out about their upcoming DU Expo at DuckExpo.com. And by the Wisconsin DNR Hunter Education Program. Want to go hunting? Sign up for hunter education or learn to hunt classes at dnr.wi.gov. And Cedar Lake sales folks there are now Mercury Customer Service Index winners 17 years in a row. Their service department is one of the top rated in the country, and uh, it's great to be able to work with them. And congrats to them on that high rating once again. And speaking of high ratings, our TV show, which always gets high ratings, Outdoor Wisconsin, it might not be airing where you live, but you can watch past episodes at milwaukeepbs.org. And our Deer Hunt Wisconsin show, the last several years' worth of shows, are archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel. And anything you uh, have heard on the radio show uh, is available for you to go back and listen to again on uh, online. You can download the show, take us with you throughout your week. You can go to lake-link.com, go to the outdoor radio page, download this show, download past shows as well. You can find Dan throughout the week on social media at Dan Small Outdoors, and you can follow me on social media at Hardwater Jeff. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson, and they've got another gig. Warren and his friends will be performing Saturday, April 15th at 7 p.m. at the Harbor View in Washburn. And for more events or tickets on that one, go to warrennelson.com and click on the media page. Well, I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Jeff, any April Fool's Day plans? Anything special? <laughs> no, no, no April Fool's Day plans. I don't want to start that with a 10-year-old in the house. It'll never stop. Yeah, do people even do that anymore? I mean, that's Oh, the I age. think they do. Yeah, I think they do. That's when I did it, so 
Well, folks, uh, no April Fool's to you. This is the real deal. So get outside this weekend and be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. When the loon cries, lover, in the blue north wind, I'll be trolling home to you. When my wrist gets a little chilly on the gunnel, when my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure. When the worms go dry in the coffee can, honey.